welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Happy New Year. I'm believing that 2024 is going to be an exceptional year for you. And whatever comes your way, God's going to be good. God's going to be faithful. He is with you every step of the way. But as we go into this new year, I hope you're entering in with faith and expectation for God to do even more than you've ever seen before. Right at the very outset of our year, our new theme for this next few weeks is greater. I believe that God has got greater things for you, that there's a greater experience of God for you, for your family, for your business, for your community. And I'm believing as we go through these next few weeks that God is going to help us enlarge our vision, our perspective, and see all that he has in store for us. Well, you join us today at the start of a significant week because these next three days are our time of prayer and fasting as a church family. And that is our theme, Greater. We want to see God do greater things in us first and foremost, in our church and in our community. And at the start of a new year, I'm believing that in these next 12 months, we're going to see God's abundance. We're going to see all that he has in store for us as we seek him first. Well, I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas time and festive period. Maybe during that time, someone in your family that's a little younger maybe got a toy for Christmas or a gift that they're going to grow into. Maybe one of your grandchildren or kids or nieces or nephews got a, a new bike or maybe something that they got and it's a little bit big for them just now, but as the year goes on, they're going to grow into it. We do it all the time, whether we're buying a new bed or some clothes or things. We make sure it's big enough that they are going to be able to grow into it. Now, I guess when you get to my age, we're trying to get maybe a little smaller so that we fit into our clothes. But for our kids, we want to make sure they fill and grow into what we have given them. And I think that's a great parallel for our spiritual journey. When you come to Jesus, you're born again. You start a new life. And there is so much growing for every single believer. We never reach a point where we've made it. There's always more to go. There's always more to grow. And right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, his cousin John the Baptist, as he has this discourse with Jesus, he says these key words, which I believe should be the desire for every believer. He said, he must, Jesus must become greater and greater, and I must become less unless John realized that to be able to live a life as a follower of Jesus, that ourselves, our own lives had to diminish and Jesus had to increase in us. My prayer for you in 2024 is that Jesus will become greater and greater in your life as we become less and less. 
So in 2024, do you want to experience a greater experience with God in your life? Do you want to see him do greater things in your life? Well, one of the characters in the Old Testament that we read about is the prophet Elisha. He was someone who wanted to see God do greater things in his life, even greater than Elijah, who we know is probably the greatest prophet of all. He did amazing things, but Elisha, who came after him, asked for a double portion of his anointing, and God granted that to Elisha. He was an incredible man of God, who was God's mouthpiece at the time, who did incredible miracles, and lived in that double portion experience. He had desire for greater. Friends, I think he's a great model for us today to look at and consider how we can have and experience more of God in our lives and to see him do more in 2024. Turn in your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 6. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. From verse 1, one day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, as you can see, the place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees, but as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place, where, the place Elijah cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said, and the man reached out and grabbed it. Friends, in 2024, my encouragement to you is grab it. What God has in store for you, what God has in store for our community, for our church family, it's time to grab it. If you want to have a greater experience, if you want to move into a larger place, then it's time to grab it. How do we experience more of God, a greater experience of all that he has for us, to see him do greater things in our lives? Well, I think one of the things we need to do, first and foremost, is make more space for God. Maybe you've been at the skip a few times, emptying all those packaging and all the things that you couldn't fit into your recycling bin, all the wrapping paper, all the tr food trays, the bottles, all that stuff that has been taking up space in your home over this Christmas time, and you've had to go to the skip and dump it there. Or maybe you've had a clear out. You've gotten rid of some old clothes in your cupboard. You've maybe been making... Things have been taking up space for so long that you've finally decided to part with it. You have made space because you realize that that which is inhabiting that space is inhibiting the experience that you want to know. And likewise, in our spiritual journey, we've got to make space. John the Baptist realized that I have to come, become less and less so that God, Jesus, can become greater and greater in my life. And friends, we go into a time of prayer and fasting 
And that is what we are doing. We are making space intentionally, putting aside other desires that are important, but not as important as our greatest desire is for more of God in our lives. That's why over these few days we'll set aside our meal times, not to eat food, but to spend time with Jesus, to listen to what he is saying to us, to be sensitive to what he is doing, and then to ask him for these things that are important to us, that which we want to see greater experience of God in, our family, our church, our community. And it's all this journey of making space for God to move in our lives. You see, the man came to Elijah the prophet and he realized that they had a problem they needed to overcome, but he came with a solution. He didn't just come with the problem, he came with the solution. The place where they met needed to grow to keep up with the desire or the growth of the people who are meeting with the prophet. If the place you are in is too small, then you are going to stop growing. That's a basic principle in nature, but in our spiritual lives as well. If we're crowded, if we're inhibited, we're not going to grow. It's time to make some space so that you can grow into it. That means sometimes for us to go into that larger space to grow more, we've got to lay down our comforts. We've got to lay aside our familiarity, the ease, tradition, and step out in faith, obeying even when you don't know what's going to happen next, and trusting God rather than relying on ourselves. If you want to keep growing in your relationship with God, it's time to build a larger space. It will take effort. It's going to take work, devotion. It's going to take sacrifice, commitment, but the rewards far outweigh the sacrifice that it takes. A greater intimacy with Christ. A fuller revelation of his power, his love, and his care for us. So how do we make more space. Well, the first thing we need to do to make sure we're not stuck in this place is we need to stop waiting for God to do what you can do. You maybe have found yourself in a place and you're asking God and praying to God to do something that really you could do yourself. God won't read the Bible for you. God can't pray your prayers. God can't go to church for you. God can't get you into a life group. God will create the environment where you can make that choice yourself to do what you can do. You see, this man came with a problem, but he also came with a solution, and he said, this is what we're going to do about it. And maybe for you in this year, you need to engage in these next two or three days and be purposeful that you're going to play your part and believe for God to do what you cannot do that the greater stuff is in his hands. But I'm going to do what I can do. Stop waiting for God to do what you can do. The group of prophets, they came not with, uh, approached them with an observation, but they realized that they were restricted by size when they gathered. They come with a solution, not just the problem. They did not look for Elisha to do for them what they could do for themselves. So friend, what have you been waiting for God to do that you could do right now? What is it? What Bible plan do you need to start? 
Who do you need to talk to about that ongoing situation? Well, maybe you haven't been in church for a long time. Now it's time. Come on, re-engage. Start of a year. Maybe you want to know more about what all this is about. You need to come to our Alpha course, which is starting this week. You need to know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. You need to come to our Alpha course. Or maybe you're worried about your family and you're concerned about things that are happening there. And maybe you haven't been to church for a while. Maybe you haven't engaged in our prayer and fasting for a long time. Come and play your part. Do what you can do and trust God to do what you cannot do. And secondly, what we can do is, and this is what prayer and fasting helps us with, is increasing our desire for God. See, in this process of setting aside food and setting aside things that are important but not as important as our relationship with God, over this small, short period of time, by doing so, we are saying from our hearts that, Jesus, I desire you more. I desire you more than anything else in this world. You are my greatest desire. Increasing your desire for God, that's what leads to transformation. That's what leads to change in our lives. When we are clear that he is our priority, that he is our number one, that is when we see transformation. See, the man's desire to increase, to make room, was greater than the limitation they were experiencing. Rather than just live with it, rather than just put up with it or downsize, the man suggested a solution that would involve everyone and it would require hard work. There will be lots of lifting. There will be lots of chopping. There will be lots of putting things together. It would have meant they had to play their part, but their desire to meet with God was so great that they were willing to make the sacrifice to experience the greater things of God. Well, make more space is the first thing that we can do because we need room to improve. See, this is this thought of stop waiting for God. See, the solution was to go to the Jordan River. It's interesting that that's the river that they go to that had all that they needed. That's the same place where the prophet said to Nahum to go and dip seven times. Nahum was a leader of the army of Aram. He was an influential and successful soldier, but he had a weakness. He had leprosy. And the, the prophet goes to him and says, if you dip in the Jordan River seven times, you will be healed. And to begin with, Nahum was a bit hesitant because the Jordan River was not a particularly nice river. It was a dirty river. And these advisors come and say, look, if he had suggested you to go to a nice river, you'd have done it. So you should really obey the word of the Lord here. And he does. And after that seven times dipping into the river, his weakness is exchanged for his healing. He is transformed when he obeyed what the prophet told him to do. It's where his weakness would be removed as he humbled himself and obeyed God. It's where Joshua led the people of Israel as they moved out of the wilderness and into possess the promised land. It was significant, a symbolic part of the journey. Just as Moses had split the Red Sea, this is the moment where he is delivering the people from slavery. They are entering into 
their promised new reality. And the Bible tells us that when the priests stepped into that water, with the ark on their shoulders, the water parted, and they walked in to their new reality. And it's the Jordan River, just as we started today, when Jesus speaks with John the Baptist, and he is baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. And in that story, we see the moment where as he comes up from the water, the heavens open and a voice is heard that says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And the Spirit of God descends as a dove upon Jesus. He is commissioned for his earthly ministry. He is affirmed, affirmed by his heavenly Father. His identity is confirmed that Jesus is the Son of God. And likewise for us, when we come to the Jordan River, that's where we find our true identity. What does that mean for us here today in Peterhead or watching online in 2024? When you come to Jesus, just like Naaman obeys God, he finds healing. You find restoration in Jesus. You find the freedom that you need. When you come to Jesus, you move into the reality that he came to give to you, that new reality, that purpose, that experience, that new identity. And when you come to the River Jordan or when you come to Jesus, that's where you are empowered by the Spirit. See, the Jordan River for us today is when we come to Jesus. When we come to him, we find freedom. We find our true identity and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's what the Jordan River means to us. That's what our experience is when we leave behind our old lives and the flesh and step into the new. It's the place where we find all that we need. Plenty logs there to build that new place. There was plenty space there, plenty materials to make that new meeting place. And for us, when we come to Jesus, we find freedom. We find our new identity and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's the River Jordan. It's that fasting experience that I'm talking about right now. When we obey God, when we take away that which is less important, and we pursue the most important thing in our lives. It's what we find when we come to Him. Friend, as we come to this point in my message today, I want to give you an opportunity that if you've never found or met Jesus before, this is your moment. This is your opportunity to encounter him and to receive that all that he came to give to you. See, maybe you've been looking at life over these last few weeks and you have been aware that there's just something missing, something isn't right. It's a bit like these prophets who come and go, look, this isn't working. We need to do something. And maybe in your life you're aware that there's something missing, there's something lacking. You, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't have that peace that he gives to you. You don't have that hope that goes beyond this life and through all the challenges keeps you. You don't have that joy in your heart that fulfills you. Well, friend, I want to give you an opportunity right now to experience that today. Friend, I want you to pray this prayer sincerely. And ask from the bottom of your heart for Jesus to come in and live in you. 
Father, I pray for everyone watching me right now that if they feel challenged and they want to know you in a real way, that this would be their moment. Just pray this prayer sincerely from me, with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize that without you, I am lost, but you have been looking for me. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new person by the power of your spirit. I turn away from my old life and I choose to follow you. I confess you are my Lord and I believe you're risen from the dead. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time, I want to encourage you that you need to reach out and let us know so we can help you on your journey.